Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Toast to the Arts and Park show. This is a show we do every first Friday, and we love it when we get to have some time with Tanya Ortega. She is the founder of the National Parks Arts Foundation, and she's an amazing photographer, too, and she's just awesome, period. And she is back on the show, but I encourage you to go to their website, nationalparksartsfoundation.org. Today's show is about music. Uh, We're going to be talking about artist residencies in parks um, across America that she puts together with all of her board and everybody that is involved with the National Parks Arts Foundation. It's an incredible program. Um, And today we have all these other musician interviews on the show. So keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. But first, welcome back, Miss Tanya. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, hey, it is cool. Hey, aloha, I should say. And um, first off, you know, we do want to say a big, uh, you know, shout out of support and help to all in Maui. Um, You know, and not just, you know, everyone in the fires, and it's a devastating time for the island, but also, um, I know it's just rough for the whole, the whole state really feels this, right? Uh, When things like this happen. Absolutely. Um, It's, it's, um, you know, the governor has has put out some statements too. And uh, the interesting thing is that uh, when people hear something like that has happened in Hawaii, a tragedy like that, um, it's hard to know exactly how many islands there are in Hawaii. There's a lot. I don't even know. I don't even remember the tiny ones all of the time. But um, one thing that a lot of people have done is cancel their their trips to Hawaii, to the state of Hawaii, and even Maui with respect. It's very respectful that they've done that. But um, Lahaina is a hub of cultural importance. And, um, you know, I just I can't, Lahaina was actually the first place I ever came to in Hawaii. Mm. Um, it, it's, it's so important. The rest of the state, all of the islands are, are open. And, um, the governor made a statement. Mayors are making statements because people are canceling coming to Hawaii out of respect. And in fact, Hawaii, economy and a lot of locals um, depend on on people coming to Hawaii and so a lot of people think that this happened uh, in you know in Hawaii as a state where a lot of little islands and um, I guess to put it simply don't cancel your trip support Lahaina and support mm. the people of Hawaii um, nice. so yeah uh, and that's, you know, and Google what the governor has to say on that. And, um, and um, you know, of course, there's people also w- with respect to the culture who, you know, want people to be very respectful of the land, of their ancestors, and also learn about that. Because mm-hmm. um, that's, that's very, very important uh, mm-hmm. when you come. So getting, getting the perspective of all angles right now, it's just a geography issue. So, um, in fact, I'm on the big Island of Hawaii right now, uh, where Hawaii Volcanoes National Park is. 
And we have um, in Maui, where Lahaina is, is Haleakala National Park. Mm-hmm. And we have a program there, a great program that's going to be coming out soon for the uh, National Park Artists and Residents program there. Um, so anyway, please, everybody, just look at what people are saying who are in Hawaii and support Lahaina. Lahaina. Exactly. Yeah, I think as much as you can. Um, I know that, you know, we, we, um, waited on some contact, uh, content, uh, radio wise. And because at the beginning, it was at the beginning of when the fire was actually still, you know, going and things were happening. Um, it, it was at the very start and everybody was like, just out of respect, just don't do anything until after the first of September. And now September 1st is here. So, you know, that's, it's time we can talk about it and, um, also be part of the recovery. And, um, there are websites that you can use and go to, to support. And, um, also, you know, I think it's Maui strong. Oh, I've got, a, I've got, I, we put it out in our newsletter. We put it out in our magazine uh, last week and, um, wanted people to know that this is a site that shows all the different organizations that are um, okay to help and support, um, but you are able to volunteer. If you cannot donate, you can share their words, um, but you can volunteer and you can also um, donate services too. So I know a lot of people, if people needed homes, some people donated Airbnb time to people uh, from Lahaina. So there are so many unique ways that we can help. Um, so if you want to help, there's always a way, I believe so. Um, but yeah, that, that website, I'm trying to find it now that I had, cause, oh, here it is. Maui is strong dot info. Maui is what? I'm going to double check myself here. Yeah. It's <laughs> Maui. No, Maui N U is strong. So N U I, you'll understand that more than me. Uh, Maui N U I strong. Maui dot com yeah. i haven't heard of dot, that one. dot info dot info it's a relief effort and it shows all the, where you can donate support all the it's like everyone together newy yeah newy what does newy mean it's a whole new word for me yeah i'm always um, having to learn something the the um again the i think the governor but i know that mayors and different groups have have put out this is it's this tragedy it really makes me mad a lot of um scam websites mm-hmm. went up immediately the exactly and you know when you're trying to figure out where to donate please just mm-hmm. be real particular about this, this website is the actual government um this is this is this Perfect. is a safe one. Yeah. Cause we had to look, we, we looked to, and, uh, you know, musician Makana, um, has been on our show quite a few times and he yeah. put out a whole list of this is how you find your family. This is who you, you know, who yeah. are, do not trust these ones, but this is a county of Maui economic de- development program that connects the residents, businesses and visitors to useful information about Maui County, our diverse islands and a variety of resources that help to promote thriving and vibrant communities. So it's pretty cool. It's a little bit of everything. Um, and they did this. I think this all started during COVID as well, where they put everyone together. And so um, they have a list of who is unaccounted, all of that. So this is this is the actual county that put this yeah. out. This is, yeah. this is safe. 
Um, that's a very important thing and an important comment to talk about the scams. And Nancy and I have been through several wildfires. We lived through, you know, a year and a half of nonstop evacuations, real ones. And, um, I mean, at one point we had to go from Southern California to Tombstone, Arizona on Halloween. Anyway, to evacuate, it was that bad, but <laughs> I shouldn't so laugh. That's terrible. No, it's funny because we had a bartender, Big Nose Kate Saloon. An older gentleman dressed in drag like Frankenfurter from the Rocky Art Picture Show. And then we heard our house and neighborhood had burned down and the bar got us a place to live right next to Boot Hill Cemetery. And then we found out our house and our neighborhood were fine. Just the national news doesn't understand that that's one street, not a whole neighborhood. Um, and, uh, and I'm not just, um, you know, it was, it was a devastating time for our town and, um, but then we were like, we're going to live next to Boot Hill. This is cool. Yeah. <laughs> but what anyway. A, what, a, what a respite. The, I, mean, I know. I, but it was we good. were all glad to not have that, you know, hang over us anymore. So, um, but but really, it, it it's something. We did end up actually moving because it's such a small community, Mountain Down. And, um, you know, people needed to be have housing for um, their kids. And, you know, because they're going to school there. So, we moved and we ended up in 29 Palms outside Joshua Tree National Park. So, you know, change is change and we can live anywhere, as you know, since we're on the road full time. But um, I wanted to talk specifically also about music today. I know you have all these amazing programs yes. um, like you have Dry Tortugas National Park where there's, you know, artists um, and residents that spend a month at Loggerhead Key. But I wanted to talk because we always say how you are so open to all these different artists, whether it's a painter a musician, a filmmaker, a photographer. We've even um, interviewed textile artists, um, Joe. But um, you do have like Hawaii Volcanoes, I think attracts a lot of musicians because you do have that recording we, studio. But yeah, mm -hmm. you do have a lot of musicians. And today is all about New Music Friday. So tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the good park, um, you know, residencies that musicians and songwriters and composers should know about. Oh, we have had a lot of musicians and I really, it's interesting of all the different, um, art media and by art, art media, I mean, kind of the, the, the physical media that people use, whether it's painting, um, you know, music, uh, poetry, whatever their art media is. So that's what art media means. A lot of people don't know that it's not a genre. It's, it's the type of, uh, anyway. Um, we do have a lot of musicians and musicians have been getting chosen a lot, um, mm -hmm. which is just super cool. So at some of our residencies and especially Hawaii Volcanoes National Park, we have a recording studio booth. Uh, and I, I hesitate to say studio because we don't have all of the, um, you know, the, the processors and different things that people use. Obviously I'm not a musician. Um, but what we do have is we can rent things and we have a company that we work with and the artists can choose whatever company they have, but there's only one on the island to rent musical instruments and different, um, mm. different things. Or, and if we don't have something, we can't get a hold of it. We've been really lucky because we're on an island. So there's not mm. that, there's not that many places. So we have to come up with, uh, the different, I mean, there's a baby grand piano, uh, piano there too. So we've got a recording booth, 
a baby grand piano, an artist studio that the musicians use as a bigger studio. So um, like when Delbert Anderson comes, we're going to have the drum set in there and different instruments. I mean, we have, oh my gosh, so many amplifiers and different things that they use. But yes, it's, it's the uh, musicians keep getting picked and it's really cool because not only, not only that, there's so many different venues to play mm. around. And in fact, um, a guy, um, this isn't public yet, but, uh, it will be soon, but doesn't matter. Um, Delbert Anderson Quartet is coming and we're excited about it. Yeah, he's going to be there October. So this is the cool thing. So when you're there in a residency, people apply. Um, and then they go and fulfill what they applied and then what their point of, you know, what they're going to do when they're there. What is their goals? Um, and we all know it changes once, uh, artists or musicians get into a park. It, writers can apply too. We should talk about that too. Cause, you know, oh, yeah. there's so many writers and, and I'm like, dudes, this is such a cool opportunity. And you've had some, like Zoe was on. Um, but the, the thing with the, there's an event that is tied to this too. And I think, you know, that's another thing. It's you can go out, you can create. We've had musicians that go and record, um, you know, ecology sounds, you know, sounds of the wilderness. Like Andy Jarima gets his recorder out underwater, recorded uh-huh. the sound of a hermit crab going, you know, fighting in the water. Like, that's crazy cool. And then he turns it into this musical piece, you know. So there's that, like Glenn McClure does that same kind of recording. And then you've got Sam Nestor. Hey, Remember when Sam Nestor came and Sam Nestor's awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. And then Ben Costco, his, uh, Ben's got a new album out. I believe just came out. And, um, that in part of his inspiration, like some musicians will write an album just on, you know, their experience there, the people, the sounds. And then some, you know, just it starts going into all kinds of other avenues you know just like it does for you know painters you know so i mean remember hunter noex um oh, yeah that can you tell people about that because we weren't there but as far as i heard like he was playing piano and people could put headsets on and stroll around like a park area so, while he was playing and hear his music. Exactly. So that's a good, that's a good example. Hunter Noack was at Haleakala National Park on Maui. So that's the opportunity that's um, go- going to be open very soon for artists and musicians to apply to. So the interesting thing about, about Hunter Noack is we had, um, we were, <laughs> This is so crazy. I love it. We looked into having a piano helicoptered in to the summit <laughs> of Haleakala National no Park. No way. Yeah, for real. And it was, it was, um, it was so tenuous. There was only one helicopter professional on the uh, I think maybe even in the whole state I can't remember who is allowed to do that because the elevation of Haleakala is so high that there's different things when you're flying helicopters and flying you know anything that's heavy and dangling for the helicopter and you have to have very special skills to be able to do that so there was one guy and, and he, you know, he's, he's the only guy that is, um, or a person, I should say, that, um, 
is able to do that at that mm. park. They've already, I guess they used them before for years or something like that. But it wasn't possible to do that because I think it was the season and it had something to do with air pressure. Oh, wow. Something really, really specific. So we would have had to reschedule the entire residency and re because he played at um different cultural centers in Maui, even a school in Maui. Oh, it was so beautiful. He inspired students at school. He just inspired them. So um Hunter Nowak, uh we were able to transport a piano um up there. So it 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 was good and it all worked out, but um the lengths that we went to try to to and I just I picture it. I like to picture this helicopter with a grand piano just like flying above above the islands. Now and Maui is the island where Lahaina is. Just mm. to kind of harken back to that. They're different parts of the island. Um, but that whole island is so beautiful and the people are so nice that, so his work, his, um, uh, I think it's called landscapes of the wilderness or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so he, he did, he did some really great pieces and some really great work with the community and at the park. So that's Haleakala National Park in Maui. And we're going to be having that opportunity ho- open soon and we're really hoping to get some good artists up there and the cool thing about that too is we're working now on if we are able to um sponsor more than one artists we'll be we'll be picking more than one Mm, that's awesome and the thing too i wanted to touch on is like um you're talking about delbert anderson but he's also got you know a quartet so um you know I, i remember also you had um I, I was going to say, remember, uh, Bunny Prince Billy, uh, Will Oldham and his wife yeah. went with him and she's yeah. a textile artist. So, um, you know, it seems that you, you can open the door to having, you know, you, I'm sorry, but you've got, you know, a four piece band. Only one can go. Is it, does it depend on which residency that that's more open? Like I know Hawaii volcanoes. Um, if you have a singer songwriter duo, that's open for them to go, right? Oh, yeah. Um, definitely we can have, uh, I think it is up to eight people, um, in the house at Hawaii Volcanoes National Park, but that doesn't mean that that's the only, the number of people that we can have if more than eight people apply. And that's rare. It's rare to have a band with that many people. It's not like, yeah. This, um, who am I thinking? Knights in white satin, uh, that oh, moody big, blues. Yeah. yeah. Moody blues or something or, or the specials, like the specials would be fine because I mean, they had only, uh, they're eight. special. Uh, they're special. Um, so if somebody applies, if a group applies, it has, you know, let's just say 12 people, then all we do is we, um, come up with the funding to rent another house. Oh, wow. Okay. So art house number two, you know, I think this is such a cool, I I don't think you'd have that many people going um, at once, like you're saying, but you would have the key songwriters, you know what I mean? That would be there. Um, I think the the founders of the, of the band or something like that, but I think it's just such a unique experience. And then to be able to perform um, is also like what you're saying with Hunter uh, Noack doing it. And you recently had uh, Laura Ruggles, in Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. And she's known as, uh, she, I love this, Shark Heart. Um, and she's out of Tucson, Arizona. We've got to give a shout out. And um, 
Yeah, she's she's been busy and she did such interesting things in on her social media. She got into this whole new form of, you know, just kind of recording her music and taking even songs from her, you know, that she's done and connecting where she felt that they connected with the water moving or, you know, just even the breeze on a hike. Um, but I know that she really appreciated being there and, and oh, doing that. So great. Laura Ruggles. I really liked her and the work that she did. And she, she did a really, she's doing a really a lot for the public and she's, mm-hmm. she now she's her, her music really reflects what uh, it touches people. It touches mm-hmm. people and it's creative and it's, it's amazing. Yeah. We really liked having her. I hope she's mm-hmm. able to come again. Like she was amazing um and the the thing about um she played at the the Hawaii Volcanoes National Park Kahuku unit which is more um the that park is so huge it's it's a more rural location and they really enjoyed it it's my understanding that the turnout was fantastic um I need to talk to her actually. I, I, I miss her. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah, she got very inspired while she was here. And there's, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's not like I, I know that I keep on saying these different venues and stuff, but what the artist ends up taking away, um, or getting really when they come here is inspiration. Like you just don't, you just, mm. you just get in nature, you know? Mm. Well, and also the history. I mean, I see that when people go to Hawaii, the artists and musicians really connect with the cultural aspect and learning the cultures and the resiliency of it, you know. Um, so I think that's a, and just, you know, this different respect and just respect for the land. And also that, you know, being on an island that, you know, the care and sustainability is such an important thing. And national parks teach us that about preservation and conservation yeah. and you know that that's also thing I, I wanted also just touch on something a little different you had mm-hmm. anthony green composer anthony green in gettysburg um back when you uh this yeah. i thought he, we love anthony and he's a composer and a, and a brilliant mind very yeah. soulful tender person yet he also did interpretive dance and so i wanted to bring that into this because i think we forget about dance being such a huge part of music and, and it, you know, it is interpret. I think dance is interpretive. It's like your soul moving that you can watch, you know? Oh yeah. Um, so speaking of, um, there's a guy named Sean McLeod who has a dance, New York dance Institute, I think is what, what he started. Anyway, Google Sean S E A N M C L E O D. And his, his work is so exciting and we work with him and he has spent and dedicated his lifetime to, and he does the Harriet, Harriet Tubman, um, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, which is in the national park system. Um, he does, does that festival. He's incredible. And he is a dancer and you can talk to him about, um, well, well he teaches, and that's part of his major, the major part of his inspiration is teaching and making sure that people uh, do get involved in just 
um, you know, their body as an instrument and they're, they're just, it's a special, it's a special thing, uh, to be able to do that. And it's really rare. So yes, we have, we have people, artists who, who are able to do that. And, um, we're pretty lucky to work with him too. That's awesome. One thing too, when you, we talk about, um, well, you know, it's just, if you even think about the Native American culture, you know, they always talk about like the, the woodpecker and the birds and the flutes. Um, we've inter- interviewed so many Native American flute players over the years and learned so much because it, it's about breathing and breathing with consciousness. It's like two even, if I start on two even throat singing, people are going to throw things at me because I can't get past it. Like I really <laughs> need, to, I need to learn how to do it. I've tried. I'm, I'm just, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm really into it. And I don't stop talking. There's this movie I watched. Um, no, see, I'll start again. I can't, but Genghis Blues, everybody. It's a documentary of a guy from Steel, Steve Miller band who wrote a uh, big old jet liner. And he's a blind musician and he went to Mongolia and learned how to do Tuvan throat singings and do it. And he entered into the Mongolian Tuvan throat singing contest. It's a big festival every year. And he put it to the blues. He learned how to sing the blues in a Tuvan throat singing style. Anyway, it's a, it's a cool documentary. Everyone should watch it. And I watched it way too many times and I'm into it big time. Anyway, so I want to go do it. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that connection between nature and just even the voice and movement is such a big deal. So, I mean, music can hit on so many different things. Um, So Mick Fleetwood uh, mm. Fleetwood Mac. What? Uh-huh. I was going to wear. He lost his bar. Yeah, I was just going to mention that oh. he, you know, he lives on Maui, and I was going to mention the whole thing, but um, I just saw a video, uh, and he really, he really expressed a beautifully, beautifully um, some things about the Lahaina fires. So that's another, you know, there's a lot of musicians on that island. And he, uh, he's a pretty, he's an, an important one. So um, I think Lucas Nelson's out there too. Yeah, I think so. There's a ton. Um, And at on Maui is what I consider the paramount culture and arts center called the um, Maui arts and cultural center. It's called the Mac here. We just shorten it and say the Mac. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maui Arts and Cultural Center. It is such an incredible place. It is, it is, um, wonderful. And that is where our artist, Stan Honda, who you've interviewed. Mm. Um, yeah. so he had a, um, just last year had a, at the end of last year. So not even a year ago had a beautiful exhibition there. Um, so he was at Haleakala. He had this big exhibition there. And now, um, Delbert Anderson, uh, now quartet, formerly trio mm-hmm. is going to be playing there too during the time of his residency at Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. He's no way. Go to the Mac. That's cool. And you know, speaking of Stan Honda, Andy Jarima and him had, um, a conversation on one of our shows. One of our, you know, we always do the reunion shows every year. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they ended up doing some work together with their his photography and Andy's music. How about that? So great! So big blend radio. 
Look at us hooking up your artists. <laughs> I think they all follow each other. They all connect in some well, ways, but it was so cool. We, you know? um, this is kind of, this is kind of funny what we do when, um, people are selected for these, you know, really unique residencies in national parks, national monuments and world heritage sites. Like the artists that we work with, and there's hundreds now, like I don't even know how many artists and I'm such a horrible person and we want to talk to the artists all the time and we just can't. Anthony Green, for example, he's awesome. I haven't talked to him in a couple of years. It's just been, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but what we do is we connect when somebody's selected, we connect them with other artists so they can get a different perspective on what to expect at the residency. Um, instead of just NPAF perspective or National Park Service perspective, we we just say, oh, you know, we email all the artists and we're like, oh, some artist is coming. Will you uh, reach out to them so that they get your, an, uh, you know, a perspective? That's awesome. You know, just to make sure that, you know, they know what they're getting into. <laughs> I'm looking for a dry tortugas uh, National Park because that's you're off on that island by yourself. You know, and you have to have two people, you, the artist and another person. And sometimes it's two artists, you know, but I think as a musician, I would, I would dig that. I mean, that would be cool to just go and really be one with the ocean and just, I don't know, just be decluttered and not be so because you're off grid um, to kind of not even, I would, you know, obviously take music and stuff, but honestly, I think it would be important to, not have any music around you other than nature and kind of be off the grid and see what comes out other, you know, cause there's so many things that you can get influenced by when you're writing that yeah. um, it'd be interesting to just stand away from it all, like throw, throw it all to the wind and go, all right, it's in the sea breeze. I'm going to sit out there and write and just look at, you know, life in different ways. I mean, that's a beauty I think about what you do with these parks is that, you know, it's, you need to get away sometimes to be able to reconnect to your artistic soul because life is always going on. You know, an artist may have kids or may have to have the day job, you know, may have to have all these, you know, performances, these gigs and things like that, where sometimes to be able to create it, sometimes people thrive under all that. And then sometimes it's like, you know what, I need to go a different route. I need to learn a different instrument, you know, or different, style and 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 i think that's crucial that's such a good point like people have they really do have like revelations at these places because a lot of them are are pretty solitary yeah like dry tortugas yes there are two people you know maybe both artists maybe not um but can you imagine being out there in the middle of nowhere and when uh npr was out there and they did that um melissa block Mm. did did the interview and he was talking about how he couldn't even see his hand in front of his face at night because it was <laughs> that dark. I was like, come on, really? And now I want to go to Dry Tortugas and test it myself. <laughs> but yes. can you imagine playing an instrument like on an island where it's only you and one other person on the island and, and wondering how far the sound actually goes? Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That would, would be... be- but would it be echoing back to you from the waves? Like, what does it? What does it sound like? It's like one—the sound of one hand clapping. Like, yeah, like what? What? What is this? You know, it's like where does it go? I love it. The audience is the nature. 
And know? to record the sounds of wind and then manipulate the sound of wind. Yeah. Or even underwater there, the reefs. Yep. It's yeah. A, it's yeah. a whole other world. And oh, here's the question I've been meaning to ask. So yep. when an artist goes in, right, um, let's say a painter or a filmmaker, right, they have this finished product that a lot of times um, a piece that, you know, can be part of the archives of the National Park Service, which is a huge deal. Uh-huh. Or they tour around with their art and do shows. Um, a filmmaker can go on the screen and live on forever. I mean, art, the arts live on unless it's created to be, you know, We've talked about that, like create and destroy art, right? The the temporary art. Yeah. It's so yeah, hard. And that, but that's a special thing too. And that's the thing about live performances. It was there and now it's gone unless somebody recorded it. You know, there's a, a beauty of anything can happen that time. But for, for you know, re- recording artists, do, do any of their music end up in the archives? Like even the written out, the song lyrics or anything like that? Absolutely. If they want to submit it and donate it to the park, then there is a process that is uh, set in motion um, for either um, the them to donate even the copyright to the National Park Service or um, sometimes a shared copyright. It depends on what country your origin is from and a, a bunch of things. Um, but that's at the choice of the the park service and that's the choice of um you know the artist so uh, the the other part of that is because now we're partnering with the u.s department of interior museum um there are a lot more and we partner with other national places too like we even have a possibility with the smithsonian and other museums um, so right now with the U.S. Department of Interior Museum and, and look them up, they've been doing some really amazing things. Their process is similar to the individual parks. So you have the chance to present something to the individual park. You have a chance to present something, um, you know, if you're selected, this is all if you're selected to the U.S. Department of Interior Museum and other places that we partner with. So it, it is, it can be, maybe, if everybody agrees, um, a real stepping stone to get into museums. <laughs> and that's, that's awesome. With the music, uh, too. Mm-hmm. The music also, um, you know, there's archives for that also. And that's beautiful. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because you mentioned writers. Now, and we talked to your artists that you interview who are songwriters. And mm-hmm. that is... The in my mind anyway, and by the way, I'm not a musician. That is the connection between um the the song and the music. Like you're a writer of your brain has to be with the music and your brain has to be literary and you know with uh with with lyrics. It's an amazing so we've actually accepted songwriters, and that's what they do. They just mm. write and I don't mean musical compositions necessarily, which that's a type of writing also. It's it's lyricists um, mm-hmm. too. So, Good point. That's a really good point. And I could see that just being amazing there too, because it's, it's poetry, you know. But um, it, the other thing too is you mentioned this like, oh, it depends what your country of origin. And that's something we should also make a, a big point of is that you do not need to be from the United States of America to apply. And, and we know that for sure. We've, 
Look at yeah. Sam Nestor. We look, look at all, well, now he lives in uh, the States, but, um, I just keep thinking he's all over Australia, man. It's crazy. But, uh, you, you've <laughs> had so many different people from England. Um, gosh, didn't we get someone from Argentina at one point that we interviewed? I think it was yeah, Argentina or yeah, Australia, yeah. Canada, England. Yeah. Like we've been, we've had all kinds of artists and, um, Japan. See, this is something- Japan, we, this is something that is amazing that the national parks are doing. We're really excited to be able to present, uh, like, like, I don't know how to explain it. So the United States, in my humble opinion, and I'm not speaking for anybody else, not even NPAF, just myself, we don't invest like a lot of other countries do in culture and arts like we should. Mm-hmm. Now, there are things that we have here that that help that for us, like the National Endowment for the Arts, who we've worked with in these different places. Yes, but other countries, especially in Europe and other countries, have, have very specific departments where the arts are funded and education in the arts. Arts and aesthetic and culture are funded in these places, Germany, Austria, all of these, you know, just all over Europe. We don't have that. So to be able to have artists that know about art, have are able to discuss their art, have the education in art um, is, is really just, I, I would say per capita in the United States is a lot lower because it's just not on the forefront enough. And thank goodness with culture, it's happening right now in, in mm. a way it's never happened before. Um, so that's exciting. So yes, we accept people and we work with the government to make sure that the, you know, they have all the right permitting and visas. Well, I should say the artists, the selected artists work with the government. Um, but we know who to contact to get to, to make that happen. But that doesn't mean that we're overlooking anybody in the United States because we aren't. And we, mm. we know how it is here. We're, I, I mean, I'm from the United States. Like, even though I'm disappointed in it because our government doesn't <laughs> invest in that, guess who does? The national yes. parks through See? us. Yeah. See, this is, this is the important <laughs> thing. I, I think it is. Yeah, it's about how to all work together and find those ways, right? And, and there's where there's a will, there's a way, you know. Um, and I think that's a really important thing about it being global because, you know, number one, America started the National Park Service. Yeah. You know, you always think of Africa and stuff like that, you know, which, you know, that's that's our background. But honestly, I think this is such a, an incredible experience for people to do. So everyone, nationalparksartsfoundation.org is the website. It's in all the show notes, no matter where you're listening to this from. Uh, we're excited. We have a day of music uh, for today, September 1st. Um, but everyone, you can listen anytime, you know, when it airs or later, uh, if you just go to bigblendradio.com and all the podcasts will be there. Thank you, Tanya. We really appreciate doing these shows with the National Parks Arts Foundation. Um, every first Friday, we talk about the arts and parks in all kinds of ways. And um, sometimes Tanya joins us, which we love. Sometimes we're talking with artists who are residents. Sometimes we're interviewing other artists and talking about their park ex- uh, connections as well. So um, we just it's all about the parks and the arts. So thank you so much, Tanya. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you all artists and everybody listening out there for supporting arts and culture, no matter if it's us or anybody else. 
and and uh this this uh podcast and radio and travel magazine and everything Lisa, the crazy blend uh, that's what we'll call it we'll just the call it the, the crazy big blend that'll be the new magazine the crazy big blend it'll be really big all right take care Tanya <laughs> all right talk soon thanks everybody bye